Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to this EM360 podcast. My name is Max Curtin and I will be your host for today's podcast and I'm the head of content here at EM360. So in today's podcast, I'm very excited to invite back into our second episode here. We have Anand Mahorka, who is the founder and CEO of Findability Sciences. Today, we will be continuing our discussion from the last episode we did, where we looked at the current state of big data in terms of how the industry is currently approaching this method and whether they are looking at it in the right way. In today's conversation, we're going to be exploring this further in relation to machine learning practices and using AI to tackle critical business challenges. So Anand, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me again. Max, thank you for having me again. And thank you for the audience to tuning into this podcast. Really appreciate it. Very welcome and very happy to have you back because we had a great conversation in the first podcast. And I think we've got a lot more to kind of touch on on this one and the next episode coming up. So for people who may have missed the last episode or they need a quick refresher, we spoke about big data and the approach that organizations should be taking when utilizing it. Could you maybe just give us a brief recap of the current structure of big data to catch our listeners up? Sure, Max. So what we talked last time is big data, which basically is defined as a data which has volume, velocity, and variety. Uh, is being used mainly for big data analytics and mostly for organization to know what happened in their organization. But what we talked about is a new concept called wide data. So big data is not that useful when you are trying to find out what will happen and what to do in your organization, which is typically predictive or prescriptive analytics. And those are driven by machine learning or AI and that needs wide data. And what we covered last time is the importance of wide data, organization going beyond their firewalls and collecting data even externally uh, and creating the variety of the data. So out of those three Vs which defines big data, mainly the variety is important for AI and ML applications. And last time we covered about the definition of wide data and how organizations are going to succeed using wide data on all their AI applications. Mm -hmm. It's a very good clarification to make there. And it's very important for a lot of organizations to understand that and have that wide data approach going forward as we kind of make this conversation. And I think another area that we should kind of talk about when we're talking about terminologies and making sure that we've got definitions correctly, whenever we have an AI ML conversation, it's very important to demystify some of those terms. So could you provide us with your definitions and differentiators of how AI and machine learning should be viewed? So Max, actually AI and machine learning more or less are synonyms. They are used alternatively. Uh, Most of the people find it just to use AI as more exciting and more something probably cool. Uh, But the fundamental of any artificial intelligence is machine learning. What computer scientists are doing is trying to mimic human brain into a computer or into a machine. And therefore, machine learning is a technique or technology or tool or algorithms which basically learns from historic data. So the machine which learns from historic data and then helps you to predict or forecast or let you know what will happen or what to do 
is basically translates into AI application. So to de demystify, artificial intelligence actually begins with machine learning. So machine has to learn something. It has to learn from data, it has to learn from images, it has to learn from audio or video. And typically in the technology world, we call it as the historic data. So to differentiate between AI and ML, it's not really a much differentiator. It's just a machine learning is a fundamental for any artificial intelligence applications. Now, when you take machine learning and create any application, like for example, in the manufacturing, it can be robotics, in the software, it can be predictive analytics, or if you take an autonomous vehicle or automatic cars, uh, in that it is an automatic self-driven car. So those are the AI applications, but machine learning is a fundamental to any AI application. Exactly. And it's always important to make that distinction because we are seeing more and more companies saying they have that kind of AI implementation and it's not always the case or the definition is wrong in terms of what they're actually utilizing. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before we go into this conversation about obviously why data and how machine learning AI kind of plays a role in that. So with that being said, what can be said about the relationship between why data learning and machine learning? Yeah, so Max, just to recap on what I talked about AI and machine learning, if you want to define really a textbook definition of AI is basically a machine which learns, reasons, finds correlations, and then solves the problems. But it all starts and begins with data. And when we talked about in the last episode, and I just recapped on why wide data, because when it comes to learning, we always know that more is the merrier. Now, when you talk about more, so far, last few years when AI applications were built or deployed, most of the organizations or the scientists thought that the volume of the data is important because the more the volume, better the learning and therefore better the, the accuracies of AI outputs. But what happened is through the experience, now it is confirmed that yes, the more is important, but what is more? More is basically the columns or the variety of the data. So when it comes to variety, as we discussed, it comes to wide data. And therefore, having wide data for machine to learn from the historic patterns is very important. Because finally, what happens in machine learning is it takes the data and it correlates between the two columns or 200 columns or 2000 columns. Just to demystify that also, let's take an example. Suppose we are forecasting sales. Now, the sales forecast may be dependent on, let's say, uh, holidays or festivals or weather uh, or socioeconomic situation. So there can be a number of variables which may impact on the outcome of forecasting sales. So in order for machine to learn that why my sales fluctuates or when I sell more or when I sell less, there is a correlation required for machine to learn from the historic data. So the variety of the data really helps because I may just have two columns, right? I have, suppose, calendar month and the sales volume. But imagine now if I extend that two columns to, say, 2,000 different variables, which are internal, external, structured, unstructured. And I know now that my sales may increase because of the weather pattern in northeast of america or southwest of america so there can be different data items which may help me in finding correlations and therefore for ai applications or machine learning algorithms having wide data is the most important thing and max through our experience we have seen that those projects succeed very well 
where we are not really emphasizing on the volume of the data, but the variety of the data. And hence, I say, wide data is a very critical for machine learning and AI applications to be useful for organizations. Extremely. And that's very important to make that distinction of, of the importance of why we're kind of seeing this come into play. And, and, and just to, to kind of add on to that, when we're talking about this, we're not just singling out a, a certain type of business, are we? That This applies to your enterprises, your small uh, to medium-sized businesses. It, it goes across the board if they are bringing that practice in, correct? Yes, Max. So this is very important for any size of the organization. And again, when it comes to AI, most of the organization for the last few years said, oh, that's not for us, that's for some big corporation. But no, now practically small, medium, and large enterprises need AI application. They will one day get into that. And for everybody, wide data is most important. Now, Max, at this point, let me make an example for your audience. And this is a live project we did for a healthcare company here in the United States. Uh, they had only data for 150 patients. So when you are imagining an Excel sheet, imagine your rows to be 150. Now, the moment you see 150 rows, you really do you need AI or machine learning to solve some problem. But on the columns, so again, imagine Excel sheet with 150 rows, but they had 10,000 columns. And these 10,000 columns were the biometric uh, results of each of the patient, the sensors which were put on them when they were admitted into the hospital, uh, their blood test, their urine test, so lots of results or period. And those columns were 10,000 columns with 150 rows. So this is a classic example of a wide data. So the volume of the data is not much. So I may not have a million patient data or a 5 million patient data. I have only 150 patients data. But the variety of the data in terms of the columns is such a large that makes perfect data for machine learning to understand that what definitely is going to be a cause for a patient to be a patient. So it may be, may be a detecting cancer or detecting diabetes. So there can be any application of that. But this is a classic example that for a small hospital, having 150 rows of data, but 10,000 columns with a variety and wide data also is important for AI to then detect that which patient is likely to be an oncology patient or which patient is going to likely have diabetes symptoms. So yes, for any, any range of the uh, organization, wide data is important. Very much so. And I, I, I like that example you've given there because it is it shows that it affects each different sector and how they can kind of bring it in and utilize it effectively is going to be so important. And you mentioned now obviously the challenges in relation to healthcare, but I just want to talk um a little bit more about, you know, what are these critical business challenges that organizations are facing that can really be utilized effectively through AI to, as you say, mimic a more human process as we've been discussing? Yeah, so Max, if I want to generalize for any organization, over the last three decades, the computer science have really solved the problem of letting organizations know what happened in your organization. Now, I simplify this what happened word is mainly because how much revenue you did, what are the profits, how many employees you had, how many employees you left, how many customers left you, how many new customers you got. So it's all historic data and we provided business intelligence on top of it to really from that data get the information for leaderships to know what happened in your company. 
what has happened is that that's not really much useful for the companies anymore it's good to know how much revenue i did but for a c level executives if you really ask them what's their worry is not about what happened but what will happen and then what to do because suppose i say your revenues are going to go down next quarter the ceo want to know what to do in order for me to bring that revenues up to the normal level so ai and machine learning applications is a technology which will really let you know what will happen and what to do and that can only happen because human brain at a time can think about only 4 to 5 variables but if i take historic data for last 10 years and thousands of variables and train an algorithm to know that why my sales goes down or why my sales goes up and that algorithm tells me my next four quarters revenues now the leadership has a tremendously useful information where they can act on to it let me give you again a simple example for your uh, audience uh, max uh, we worked with a company and their biggest problem was churn means how many customers leave their subscription based business every year they had a very high subscription rate about 35% people who were leaving every year uh, their their services now the problem for the subscription business is that 35% loss of the customer they have to take energies of not only growing another 30% but even filling this bucket which is losing every year 35% of the customers now their analytic solution used to tell the c level executives what happened how many customers left you during last quarter or the previous quarter but they had no clue about knowing how many i will lose next quarter and how i can stop that leakage so we deployed the machine learning and ai application for them called churn management where now they know every quarter how many customers they are likely to lose and we can even go to a individual level that max is going to probably leave your service and then these are potential reasons why he may leave your service so the c level executives can now direct their team saying okay take care of max by doing a b c d so they not only know what will happen but what to do and thereby they can stop the churn so this company has now reduced their churn to almost say 10% from 35% and that is a significant gain from these machine learning applications and that's a very simple example to illustrate that how important it is for every organization to adopt ml and ai applications yeah i think it's a great example and something that really kind of showcases what we're discussing here today and giving a lot of basis for organizations to kind of work towards and have that kind of plan because obviously we've discussed about how we can kind of do the definitions what's the relationship between all of this and then how can it be utilized effectively but i think a question that would be great to address and we've obviously talked about how the the more data you have the more you can get kind of feed into the ai feed into the machine learning sorry to kind of get those better results so the simple question is why should we be using wide data for ai and really why slash how should companies be taking advantage of this yeah and max as i just mentioned to you that uh, the data is explosively growing in every organization or outside the organization uh, the consumers are creating the data the machines are creating the data so the way i define is that where is the explosion of the data is really p to p p as in peter is people to people 
machine to machine so you your car is communicating with the satellite and it is generating the data or it is uh, communicating with gps and it is generating the data so it's a machine to machine data and then third is machine to people data which is m to p you go to atm you withdraw money and a person is generating data with a machine so p to p m to m and p to m there is a constant data creation for every organization or the ecosystem of that organization so you may feel that oh something is happening in my ecosystem it may not impact but that is now impacting on your business particularly post pandemic uh, now every organization want to be self reliant and therefore the data which is being generated by the organization or their ecosystem is a big asset which is underutilized or not utilized at all by thousands of organizations for them now to encash the opportunity and what typically in the market is called as a digital transformation that use this data and transform your business digitally for example supply chain i can now know insight into geopolitical situations what will happen to my supply chain in the manufacturing or how much inventory i should carry or what is my customer looking for what is persona for my customer so there are hundreds of applications you can build using your data internally and externally and therefore again importance of wide data that not only your organization data but you can go outside your organization collect the data combine with your organization data create wide data train machine learning algorithms and get really impactful output so max again this is important for every organization and going forward data is going to continue to increase and data driven decisions are going to really make or break businesses if someone says that oh i have data but i don't use it for analysis and don't use it in my decision making probably those companies are going to have serious challenges down the line but to me based on our interactions with thousands of customers in the world everybody knows the importance of it and they are getting on the journey of ai and ml and therefore wide data machine learning and artificial intelligence applications are very important not only for growth of the organization but for many even survival of their business i 100% agree with that it, it's a case of we're seeing Well, for many years we've been saying the prevalence of data and how important it is to organizations, but you only need to look ahead just to see how much more that's going to come, how many more touch points of data are going to come into organizations and how useful it's going to be. So it makes sense to make things a lot easier on yourself and kind of get on the train now rather than even a year from now you might be kind of catching yourself out. So in in regards to that for organizations that aren't there or they are on their journey and there's there's issues that they're kind of facing to wrap up the show here maybe you could just walk us through some of the best practices the company should be keeping in mind when we're talking about this. Sure and uh, McKinsey released report uh, late last year for the state of AI in the world in 2020 and 2021 uh, and they said that the most of the companies who succeeded on ai applications have deployed ai best practice so to wrap up this podcast and those who are listening max what i suggest is that the ai best practice is a most important thing but before going to the ai best practice for all the c level executives there is a misnomenclature that AI is going to give them financial returns right away they are going to save their operations cost or they are going to have increased revenues yes it will 
but it is not as easy saying that I have deployed AI and therefore my financial return on investment is right there. So the way we tell our customer is that for data and machine learning applications, they should think about capability return on investment and strategic return on investment. And what I mean by capability return on investment is dives into the AI best practice. And at Findability Sciences Mac, we call it as a CUP framework, C-U-P-P, which stands for collection, unification, processing, and presentation. So the collection and unification part takes care of the wide data strategy. So if any organization builds their wide data AI best practice, deploying collection and unification strategy, they do get capability return on investment because now they have built a robust capability in the organization to really create any AI application once you have your wide data strategy implemented. And then second is that processing and presentation. The processing is the core ML application. So you take an algorithm, whether you're predicting something or you're deploying a chatbot or a natural language processing or computer vision application. So that's the processing part. And the last is the presentation because the output from AI, how it is consumed is also important. And that defines even many places success or failure of the AI projects. So having the AI best practice around collection, unification, processing, and presentation, which the organization should first look at building the capability and strategic ROI, and then eventually get into financial ROI would be my advice to all those who are looking for deploying AI applications. I think that's some fantastic advice and something that organizations should be paying a lot of heed to, and especially when they're kind of going along this journey. It's going to be uh, more than beneficial for them going forward. Uh, so, Anand, thank you very much for coming on once again, giving me your great insights on today's topics and uh, walking us through everything we've discussed today. Thank you, Max, for having me and uh, looking forward to talking to you again. Me too. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you, everyone, who listened to our conversation. We do hope you took a lot away. If you missed anything in the first episode, please go back and have a listen to that. We have a third episode coming up where we're going to be putting this into actual practice and giving some real-world examples into this conversation. But in the meantime, if you would like any more information on the topic, then make sure you head on over to findability.ai. That's findability.ai. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.